0: Hey, Warriors, and welcome back to another episode of Warrior Within. Uh, It's been a really great week. We had a really neat weekend. Um, One, my friend, actually, the, the couple, well, technically it's both my friends, the couple that's going to be helping my wife and I with the church plant, actually got married on Saturday. And so my wife and I went up, got to meet several people from our Fire Christian Gaming community who also came to for the wedding as well. And one, you know, a friend that we've known for a while now, and uh, she came to the wedding as well. So it was kind of neat to see her again. And even though we, we did get to see her not too long ago, which was cool too. But um, yeah. And then being able to just see God move in this couple, it's been really neat. Just like every marriage there's always going to be battles, there's always going to be struggles, and there's always going to be challenges, but at the same time, it is neat to see when God moves people into marriage. So, this week, they're in their honeymoon, and if you guys could just pray for them, you know, that they'll stay strong, um, that they'll stay committed to one another, they they will, you know, put God first, so it was really neat, um. I do have a per request for my car. The check engine did come on on the way up and it stayed on the whole time. So we rode with other people and it was actually good because we got to really get to know these people more by spending time even in the car. But the weird part is um, when we left to come back down, the check engine lights stopped showing. I don't know what this means, so if any of you guys want to share insight just you know what possibly could have caused it in the first place let alone what made it not show itself after that'd be cool and uh basically i heard no noise no issues and everything so i don't know if it's just god trying to encourage my wife and i to spend time with the people that we just got to meet and it was it was good i mean but anyway The other thing is, you know, if you guys have not liked the page, please get to the page, you know, know, the warrior within page, like it, get other guys a part of it. Um, If you're part of the group and you know, other guys that would want to be a part of the group, um, invite them, you know, and like I said, guys, we have discord. It's not, it's not as active because there's not enough people to be active on it and if we got more people to be a part of the discord and people who want to communicate and talk but we have had some good connections we've had some good talks we've had um prayer requests that were in there we've i've been able to talk to a few of you guys it's been really cool you know james you know i'm so so glad that i've been able to kind of get to know you a bit and it's going to be kind of cool to see what god does with you in your life and um you know it's just been really neat and if you really want to find connection you want to you know even get to know me a little bit and that's what i use a lot i don't really use my facebook 100 percent all the time but if you got in a discord it's kind of like for me it's kind of like a text system because my gaming community we use it on a daily basis i my friends that i've made through the gaming communities that's what we use to communicate i mean even my sister uses that to communicate with me so it's a very neat tool, very neat app system. It allows you to share pictures, of, you know, comments. You can put Word documents. Like, it's just it has everything that you could use to stay in communication with people. And to me, I find it even better than Facebook because you don't have to worry about all the advertisements that we're getting now. You don't have to worry about, you know, people just throwing up pictures. It's like you you have to communicate to build a relationship in there. So anyway, that's just <coughs> like a, a little blurb on using the Discord. Second thing. Uh, Some of you guys that are are part of the discord, you know, I made the challenge about doing a 30 minute worship and prayer time I'm sending it out to all of you guys that are gonna be listening to this podcast. Take this challenge Um, I challenge them for a week I would even challenge you guys for two weeks and if you if you're liking what god is showing you through this I would make this an everyday thing And I want to do that myself like every time I have an opportunity throughout my day I'm I'm putting 30 minutes aside, where I, even if I don't say anything, like that's the thing I keep telling people. Even if you don't say anything, the idea is you're standing in the presence of the Lord, and all of this is 30 minutes. You put worship music, you put it on your head. You could, if you're you know you're a lone single guy or whatever, you can have your music in your room and you just sit there, and just pray, talk to God, you know, share your heart with Him. Don't say anything. You can even cry. You can just lay there. Um, One of the challenges I've been telling people is get yourself a notebook and write out your thoughts. Because there's two things that come from that. One, you're being more honest. Guys are way more honest when they write out things. See, we don't want to write it up because then it becomes more real. That's basically the idea of what journaling is to do is to make it more real to what we're thinking in our heads. Second thing, what it does... It allows you to write it out so that later you can read it and you go, oh, I remember that moment and I remember how I felt. And then suddenly God removed that feeling or God revealed things about myself. So it could be used to remind you of how much you have changed, not to remind you to stay stuck in that time, but to remind you of moving forward. And the third thing, you know, I want to ask you guys is, you know, I've, I've created my church's Page. I'm going to put it on the Warrior Within page and even group. If you could like it, we're not necessarily active quite yet, but my wife has been doing um, kind of social media stuff with it, like putting like Bible verses or whatever. And the idea is if we can get as much people to like it, it can also help with uh, connections and communications. So that, you know, even if you may live in Alaska, someone that you're friends with on Facebook who may live down where we're at may see something and go, oh, oh, well, that's nearby me. Or they may know somebody that they can let someone know, hey, there's a church that's going to be planted in some time within the next year or so. Um, it, It just it just helps us a bit. You know, like I'm not expecting you guys to share everything. But, you know, if there's something that you're like, hey, you know, this would be cool to share, share it because it helps connect us. Okay, so this week, you know, I, you know, this weekend was so busy. My brain was more focused on that, and you know, concerned about the car, and just, yeah. And there was some comments like I've heard, in, in, in and in a little bit of a time. And one of the things is that if you guys haven't been watching, but the new Lord of the Rings uh, series that Amazon has done, there's a lot of uproar from. Perspectives There is those that are like hardcore token people who want everything to be like if token was still alive, and so complain, complain, complain because the stories don't match the stories of token stories. Then there's the other side, who, of course, the you got the liberal group, you know, want you know, this is no more. Progressive and smart, different. Well, I so far I don't really see the hundred percent progressiveness in it. Um, I've actually been actually enjoying it because there's the side of me that loves fantasy stories. I love the Lord of the Rings. I love tokens work. I was a big supporter of the Lord of the Rings series. In Aragorn, it was my favorite character and i love the return of the king it was probably my favorite of the 3 and one of the things that i love elves i love the the language i love the perspective that they they took and what i found watching this series was it matched a lot of token's perspective of course they are introducing so called the odds with the lower g lots of s's after for perspective of being instead of there was the one true basically creator of middle earth who gave i believe they were called titans um the capability i forgot the names that he gave them it's a similar similarian i can never say that name correctly but the, he had given these specific kind of underlords like what we would think like angels of some like form uh, the responsibility of different parts of Middle Earth and the countries and lands, you know, the animals, the creations, like they were to lordship over them and not in a sense of controlling them, but to take what he created and make sure that they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. And of course, there's this one that always felt that, well, if you can create, so can I. And that's technically where the dwarves came from. Hence why they're greedy and want you know, money power and mind, mind, mind concept. And that's why we're in, even in the TV series, you don't really see that ambition as much as that it should be. Um, You see in some ways, but in some ways they haven't really introduced it that way. But anyway, I like the whole concept behind it. I I, I like the the fantasy. I, I love the character Galadriel that they created. And I know it's not the same story, and I know that she was married by this time. She had two kids, and you know, there's all these different things that people are complaining about, of course, because it doesn't fit the actual story that Token had designed for her. But that's okay, that's the whole point of fantasy and creating stories. I have created a Lord of the Rings concept story that had nothing to do with Token stuff, but I took Token's concepts and created it for tabletop. And I've done it with Star Wars, where like literally, I did not want to have any Skywalker stuff. It was just like a world of my own, using somewhat of the Star Wars concepts. The thing is, the whole fun point about fantasy is creating a story, and I love it. And I've always loved stories. I love tabletop. I'm hoping that I, that someday when we are more settled and where we want to be, I can find people who like to do stuff like that because I love writing stories, and seeing people just having fun doing that. And I even try to introduce Christian concepts within the stories. But anyway, that being said, watching the series has reminded me of the one part of us as human, and especially men, is the battle for power. We can look through the scriptures and just pick all the different stories that match this, and... You know, one of of the main ones is, you know, we know that Satan who used to be called Lucifer was one who believed he can defeat God and become the Lord of everything to a point where he created a rebellion and tried to overthrow God. Now, the funny part about that to me is that God already knew this was happening. It wasn't like he was like, oh, Lucifer, how could you betray me? I did not know. He knew that, the, that he already had put pride in his heart to try to overthrow him. And of course, you know, God doesn't need his angels to protect him. He's God. So he basically, you know, flicked them. So I always, I always picture like him charging at God and, you know, trying to rebel and God just kind of just flicks with a finger and, you know, boom, he's disarmed, done. Basically sends him on Earth, and then he becomes a serpent, and he conv- you know he brings sin to the to God's creation by convincing Adam and Eve of the same pride, because it was about power. They he convinced him. He told him and like, don't you want to be like God? Don't you want to know what God knows? Is he keeping it a secret from you? You see, it's it's been engraved in us because of sin to want to be like God. We want to know what we want to know. We want to live the way we want to live. And we want to create a world the way that we want to create the world to be. If we understand in the Tolkien story, Sauron wanted the same concept. He thought that he could create the perfect world the way he wanted. We see it in the Marvel game or story and games and comics, you know, the, talking about that glove, once all the all the gems on there, anybody who wielded it can be basically God. And we all know that every person who wanted to use that glove had their own perspective of what was the best for everybody. And we know from the story, and without doing that, without spoiling it if you haven't seen it yet, but I'm pretty sure most people have... We have seen what that power does to people, especially the main bad guy of the whole story. When you start reading into people's backgrounds in their life, you see that there's these problems that have come and have destroyed them and corrupted them. We see it in Sauron when he tries to take over everything. He, he brings orcs and humans to his side because he's like, I have the answer. And that's how we feel. We feel we have the answer, you know, that even, you know, God's t- sending me somewhere in a different direction. No, I know what's best for myself. I want to choose to do the way I want to do it. So I don't have verses for this first half about, you know, all of this. It's just what I've seen in in life and what I've seen in people. I'm not blocked from falling into such a sin myself. Second half is about what helps us from going into that direction. In the beginning of all of this, Sauron probably at one point understood the powers that were there, but at some point, as he came, he remembered what he had must have done to be placed on earth and then here he feels well if i can't do it in heaven i will do it here on earth and that's basically what's been going on since adam and eve's sin we, we get to see as evil men do evil deeds and things that happen and control and power of change and the the idea that everybody's going to hate christianity and and despise truth because it doesn't give them the freedom to pick what they want it gives them a freedom that only god can provide you see men don't want to be told by some being or power that they can't do something when they believe it makes them feel good makes them feel great gives them power People love them, people worship them, and none of us, none of us, are absent from the uh, from the opportunity that that can do in corrupting us. I mean, I've met people who are like, "Oh, well, that would never happen to me." It it is never going to happen to you until you probably place in that position and you watch yourself, because there we are given the Holy Spirit. To be able to not fall into that trap. Because we know in the return of the king that Aragorn, who did not want to be put in such power, finally said yes. He's kind of the symbolism of Jesus' return. And basically, they defeat the enemies, uh, you know, the armies of evil, which is also very similar to the symbolism of what. going to happen in the future when jesus comes back on the horse and wipes out the army of the world when we allow our clouded ambitions to control our concepts of living that's the power you don't want to have because it's just going to lead you down to a path that's of the world for one two if you're not saved definitely to hell and three It's gonna ruin your life. We have that desire to think that we have the answer to solve the world's problems. But in truth, the only one who has the answer is what Jesus has done for all of us, given us the opportunity to be able to find grace and forgiveness from our Lord, our creator. I mean, you can't forget that. And even if we are saved, we can still fall into the ambitions of our hearts. And a lot of times it does connect to all the other stuff I've been talking about, even though this is not gonna be the battle of the gods, this is the battle for power. It, the, the, the concept is knowing that like our anxieties, our stress, our past, our abuses, whatever it may be, can be a part of those ambitions of us thinking what is the right answer because we start listening to our heart and our mind and what we think even though we're like oh well i read the scriptures and i and i pray and this is what god's taught me and it's like yes but are you obeying god's scriptures or are you just kind of taking them as kind of like a little encouragement to live the way that you think you're supposed to be and it's really hard when you see people, especially men who think they have the answers and have seen things. So therefore they, they are given some type of insight that their interpretation of truth is the only answer instead of the scriptures, which is why the second half of this is important because it gives us understanding of where power comes from, because there is a power, just not the one that Satan wants us to think it, that we have. So we're going to take a quick break and start the second half of this series. And I'll see you right after. Hey, Warriors, and welcome back to the second half. And we were just talking about power and how it gets into everything. And so I'm just going to read out loud where I'm gonna go in the order is Acts 1.8, Philippians 4, 10 through 14, and 2 Timothy 1, 6 through 7. Now these verses are very important. Um, you need to read all the Acts. One is the one chapter that starts basically the early church perspective. Acts 2, 42 and 43 are in the next chapter, which is you know what my church is wanting to stand on so they can see the oneness of God as he moves through the people, but we're gonna go to Acts one eight. I think it's I believe that's what I said. Top, yeah, okay. Just making sure I wrote that correctly. Um, this is when Jesus is about to ascend, but he says these final words, starting in verse seven. He said to them, "It is not for you to know times or periods that the Father has set aside, set by His own authority." So God, you know, God has a plan. Our father has a plan. We're not going to know all the details, but this is what he's going to do, though. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Now, even though he is speaking to his disciples, this is also a promise given to any of us who become his disciples we are given the Holy Spirit. So when we truly accept Christ, we are given the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit then gives us a form of power, but it's not ours, it's God's power. And I think that's where sometimes the ambitions and what Satan uses is to allow us to be kind of corrupted by that understanding we think that because we have the holy spirit now we're like higher and above everybody else we, we start using that as a tool to control and manipulate especially younger christians or or people who are easily influenced which is one of the main problems that we're seeing even today especially since 2020 revealing a lot of what pastors and churches have been using or abusing the authority of god for their gain or their power and it's very similar to the concept how sauron created one ring to rule them all but he gave each of the elves the humans the dwarves that he gave them all rings and they all had their own form of power and they all felt like they had power But the one ring ruled them all. Because in the concept of that one ring that ruled them all means who is an authority of those human ambitions, the elf ambitions and the dwarf ambitions. Sauron, Satan. And so the concept has come very clear that he offers us power here on earth not God, talking about Satan, the enemy, talking about sin's nature. We're going to feel a form of power through all that because it sides with our human nature versus the power that the Holy Spirit gives us is from the authority of God, is because we obey the scriptures. It's because we live out the scriptures. We pray. We have the armor of God. We have the sword, which is uh, connected to the spirit or Holy Spirit's capability, the gifts of the spirit. You see, there is a form of authority that we are been given, but it's not ours, it's God's. We just need to be true followers, disciples, willing servants. <clears throat> I know I've used this kind of description before, but the idea is that we have become knights we bow before the king and the king knights us with the knighthood. And so, therefore, we are supposed to follow a, a, a rules of what knights are supposed to be, or in this case, what Christians are supposed to be, disciples of the Lord. It's very clear in scripture that we have a form of obedience that we're supposed to follow. And if we go and live the life we want, we are not following God's will we're following our will and technically the world's will which is the one rings will because the idea is we're giving Lordship to God to Lord over us we are this is supposed to bow in humility obeying his word and living our lives as he has commanded and if we go to Philippians 4, starting in verse 10, it says, I rejoice in the Lord greatly because once again you renewed your care for me. You were, in fact, concerned about me, but lacked the opportunity to show it. Excuse me. I don't say this out of need, for I've learned to be content in whatever circumstance I find myself. I know how to make do with little. I know how to make do with with a lot in any and all circumstances i have learned the secret of being content whether well fed or hungry whether in abundance or in need i am able to do all things through him who strengthens me still you did well by partnering with me in my hardship so there's several things in these verses that you need to get in your head and your heart and how you live one contentment to be content in where God has you is the hardest thing as a man to do because sometimes you may feel weak sometimes you may feel great sometimes you may feel like you have everything going for you sometimes you feel like you're in need all the time but to be content is also to have what we talked about not too long ago peace in God's promises, peace in his truth, peace in what he asks of us to do. This goes right back to if God is asking you to do something and you don't do it, you're not, you're one, you're disobeying, two, you're not content, or it's it's too comfortable where you're at that you believe this is contentment. I think sometimes we get too comfortable and we feel this is God giving us the ability to be content in where we're at that's not what paul is talking about here he's very clear that he's still doing something he is still going somewhere remember he talks about the race until it's ended you're still running you're not standing still it's kind of like being in a race and you found the the pond that you don't have to worry about water ever again and you don't have to sweat everything is okay but you have stood still because it has given you power over where you're at. When your God is calling you, Hey, I need you to get over here. You need to be doing this. You need to be, you need to be there. You need to be there. You need to be there. And you say, but, but I'm comfortable. And we always use the word content, but that's not what content means. Content means wherever you're at, so it means multiple places, God will give you contentment. He'll give you peace. Whether you're super sick, whether you're super healthy, being content is also a form of obeying wherever he's telling you to be, which is what Paul is doing. And the other thing then here is the last verse that I talked about. Still, you did well by partnering with me in my hardships. We're not doing this alone. We should be there for one another. We should be encouraging one another to stay on track. Because if you've ever noticed, people who fall for the false power that is given by this world usually always point about how they got themselves there. How they made it how they became power and and they don't like other people gaining the same power they want to make sure other people stay below them because they want to be the focus they want to be the ones everybody's looking at they want to be the one on top they want to be the one that's worshipped see when you're putting god first everything should be pointing to who you are worshiping, which is the other point when people were talking about, I'm a follower of so-and-so I'm a follower of so-and-so I'm a follower of Paul. And Paul's like, whoa, 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 whoa. No, you are a follower of Jesus Christ, disciple of him. Just like, I am a disciple of Jesus Christ. That's the humility that I'm talking about because you recognize who your Lord is. When you start allowing you like basically you feel like you're the lordship over others that's where you need to be very careful it doesn't mean you don't take compliments from someone or encouragement from someone saying like you know you do a really good job speaking with people you did a really good job counseling my son thank you so much you did a great job of you know praying up there you can take that and say thank you But you know where it came from. You know where that power came from. The capability of you speaking. Capability of you sharing what you want to share. You know where that came from. And you do remind him, yes, God used me to be able to speak that to you. It was really cool to see God move. But you could still say thank you. Because you are a disciple, or you are following Christ, and you're obeying, and you need to recognize that. Because sometimes I think people get the quote quote too humble, and they kind of don't do anything because they're afraid if they if they get up there, people are going to worship. No, worship is not, that's not what worshiping, just because they thank you is not worship. You just remind them, you know, yes, thank you so much, but you know, God did all of that. God, you know, put it together, it's just really cool to see how God did it. And it was really neat to see how god used my voice or used my actions or used my my gifts for him because then you understand you understand and they also understand where you you stand you know god is your lord don't forget that part but also remember we're doing this as in as christians as brothers of you know, your ladies the sisters sisterhood brothers and sisters because we, we all as a church should be encouraging one another not just guys with guys girls with girls everybody should be you know, working together in in unity to be able to take care of each other and then the third verse that i thought of that came to came to thought to this is uh, in first or second timothy 1 verse six, it says, therefore, I remind you to rekindle the gift of God that is in you through the laying of hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but one of power, love, and sound judgment. So there's several things in here. One, you know, this is a letter from Paul to Timothy. He says, like in verse three, I thank God whom I serve with a clear conscience as my ancestors did. When I can constantly remember you in my prayers night and day, remembering your tears, I long to see you that I may be filled with joy. I recall your sincere faith that that first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Enos, and now I'm convinced it is in you. So he is talking about Timothy. And Timothy, of course, if you know any of his story, you know that he's he had discouragement because he was a younger guy. Some of the older guys were trying to basically control the situation, and he Paul kept reminding him, you know, "Hey, you were sent by God, and this put in this position, you lead. Trust God that you are leading this." So he reminds him the gift of God. Well, the gift of God is based off of, as I said in Acts 1, 8, it says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes. That is the gift that God has sent us. Okay? He tells him, remind the gift of God that is in you through the laying of hands. What it's talking about is that people prayed over him, put their hands on him, literally, prayed over him, and he was sent off. And that gift that he received from the Holy Spirit... (coughs) is there Holy Spirit and even the gifts of the Holy Spirit that he has so that's why in verse 17 it says for God has not given us a spirit of fear but one of power love, sound, and sound judgment Holy Spirit gives us all those capabilities but that power is not your power it's the Holy Spirit's power and you remember it says love and sound judgment so for us to understand how to do that in love and how to have sound judgment got to be obeying god and you got to be praying you got to be spending time in study not just reading the scriptures but studying and understanding it so that you have better understanding of who god is and clarity so that you have a rightful love and a sound judgment because at that wedding there was of course unsafe people and there was a dj who clarified two things one that she was a lesbian and then two, that she doesn't usually do any kind of like blessings on people or like toasts to bridegrooms but she did one. And the last statement she had said that was, um, of course you put God first, but then you put love on top of it. You see, the world's perspective is, of course you can love God and you can, you can do what you want religiously, but remember you got to do it in love. When it's supposed to be the other way around, you, you don't understand love until you understand who God is. Because the idea of love in this culture is whatever is comfortable, whatever is right in the world's eyes, the power of the people, the power of the world. That is what love is supposed to be. When in scripture, it says, no, we are given the Holy Spirit. We have God's word. We have prayer. We have understanding of who God is. His holiness gives us a better understanding of what it means to love and have sound judgment. And that power that's in us is God himself. And how we live. We are light, we're salt. And you know that when light's in darkness, it's bright. And you know, when you put, you know, food doesn't taste very good. You put some salt in it gives it flavor. So understand that this is about that battle for power that we have to deal with. Are you willing to surrender everything to your Lord as like a knight, a warrior, as someone a dis- that's following Jesus Christ as a disciple? You're willing to do it in humility you're willing to obey his word and his direction as the holy spirit leads us and as you're reading scripture and are you willing to live out your life right as he commanded us to live that is where you're at now in this episode it's about Do we take those rings that Sauron gave to all the races because he gave them a little bit of power, enough to make them feel powerful, but at the end is destruction? Or are you willing to go to the God, the creator, our Lord, and humble yourself, become his servant, become a disciple, and live your life out the way you're supposed to in Christ. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this time. I ask you to use this to remind us where our loyalties, where our love, and where our heart and mind should be. It should be for you. Even those who accepted your son can battle this battle for power. And I pray that you allow us to not allow our ambitions to be the director of using that power for ourselves. We have too many leaders right now that are manipulating, who are controlling, who are creating these cult like groups in their churches that make people feel that they are the only ones that have the answer that they are the ones that have the direct line to you that they can, nobody else can have it, but them. Even if they don't mean it that way, they're living it that way. So I ask that we start seeing pastors repent, getting on their knees and humbly presenting themselves to you and handing the Lordship to you and not allow this desire for power to control their thinking, control their way of preaching and teaching others. For anybody, even even if it's a humble family home where we have use that power to gain power in our family or at work or in our everyday life or in our community. Help us to recognize if it's all about us being the Lord, being our own gods. They allow us to humble ourselves, to repent and get back on track with you. I pray this Lord that this week we'll start seeing some hearts changed. I pray that those who have been listening to this will take on the challenge and spend 30 minutes every day in worship and prayer with a journal or in silence, or even just praying the heart out that they'll find and discover something about themselves that you've been working or trying to get them to see, to to work on and change. I pray this week will be all about change and Lord, If they're willing to share, share it whether on the page, share it with me, share it in the discord, whatever it may be, whatever that you have planned in their lives, how you move them would be an awesome testimony to see. I thank you, Lord, for all that you do. And I pray that you just bless our day in Jesus name. Amen. Lord, I, I thank you, Lord, for the group. I know there's some guys that are struggling. I know there's some guys who are trying to find direction and i just felt like i needed to pray about that um that you just help them to not give up and to find courage in you and to reach out praise jesus name okay guys i thank you for the support i thank you all those that have been doing the subbing i thank you all you guys who have reached out and just to give me encouragement i i pray that you have a blessed week and i will see you next time